0: Hi, I'm Zoe McEwan, uh, Community Manager and Engagement Strategist and welcome to another episode of the Community Champions podcast. Uh, I've got a guest with me today. I am chatting with someone who, who I've known for a very long time and I, when I was starting to think about this I was thinking how long have we known each other online? Maybe like four or five years. Um, and somebody that is Super, super multi talented. We'll talk a bit more about that because that always makes me laugh. Uh, We laugh about the number of different careers you've had, and even just now we were just talking, just before we started, about you know a different aspect of something that you'd learned to do with radio shows. Um, But I think the common thread. Oh, you can hear a lovely laugh in the background. I think the common thread to a lot of it is about selling, and we've also just said that everything kind of revolves around selling. So um, yeah, I think she also has a an amazing brain for tech and maths, which I don't have, which is why you've been a good balance to some of the stuff that I do, Jade. So thank you. Uh, So yeah, Jade Gemma, do you want to introduce yourself, Jade?
1: Oh, I'm introducing myself, am I?
0: I could say (laughs) maybe a bit more.
1: Uh, Well, thanks for having me. First of all, this is so fun. I love our little chats. So I'm Jade and I work in this online space that I call Narnia. It's like once you walk through the wardrobe and discover it, it's like this. How did I not know this existed? And I help um, online experts to sell more of their stuff online basically. So I've worked with startups, I've worked with six, six and seven figure leaders, I've worked with big fortune 500s and everything in between and everything to do with getting your gifts out to the world and helping more people through what you do with your work is my jam and I love to have a chat and talk communities as well so really happy to be here
0: yeah and a, and a bit of fun along the way jade there's always some fun
1: there's always um, fun with me yeah, i love mermaids fun. anything mermaids is something for me as well so
0: good so um yeah let's just start at the beginning how did you move online from your really successful corporate career uh, everything was going brilliantly and 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 you, you you know you kind of loved the job and then what happened like where did that evolve yeah
1: into that now? It's really interesting because I actually did a reel on this yesterday um, about my journey from successful corporate career to working with my like lifelong favorite brand, Virgin, who were, became my client and then, you know, still do stuff with them now. And what happened? So I was in this job that I loved. And as Zoe knows, because she, she's met them, I loved my directors who own the company. I'm still in touch with them now. And we got bought out by a Fortune 500 So they had this small period where they were still there, but I knew they would go in. But the company who took us over were amazing. And I'd been top performer in the business, like every year winning all the awards. And this new company, as soon as they took over, there was loads of like new opportunities. And I got put forward for this thing, which is their talent camp, where every year they choose, I think it was 20, maybe 30 max people out of the thousand that work from the business who they thought were their like future, future leaders. And we went away for three days to center parks, which was really fun, which is where I got the idea where you came away with Lisa and I for wave mastermind. And it was all team bonding stuff and building rafts and, you know, really like cool stuff. And then at the end, they sat us in this room and we had the global CEO and, and, you know, the board members there and they said to us that in the next five years, we're looking for X amount of board members. And we like to think that you are in this room. And there was like a glass from everyone. And I looked around the room and I could see, understandably, everyone excited about the prospect of being on the board of the Fortune 500, who are, you know, bigger than Microsoft, global leader, still are now. And I felt this little, oh, but I. I know that's really lovely, but I don't want that. And it, it took, took a while to really sink in. But I, I really realized that it wasn't about the the corporate, climbing the corporate ladder or having the title or you know anything like that that really excited me. We've always been a bit of a free spirit and a bit of a rebel. And I just knew that there was something else that I, I wanted, but I didn't know what that thing was. So I decided to leave and I handed in my notice. Well, I spoke to them first and, you know, they didn't want to accept that. So they was like loads of different options. They said, you can go anywhere in the world, any department, any business, just choose where you want to go. And I was like, I really do think I want, I really do think I want to go. And then they got one of the managers to say, just come and try it just for one week in our department, see how you like it. And they tried a lot, but I was like, I I really like, it's amazing and you've been great, but it's my time. So I left and didn't have any plan. And there was all these rumors because I was like very well known in the industry and all of the competitors and people that I worked with was like, who are you working for? As so-and-so like funded your new startup, are you going to be like taking all your clients with you? And I was like, honestly, I'm not doing anything. And I, then I had about a year of being hounded by like every photo every competitor, my, my, you know, old bosses um, offered to, to back me and, and help me set up um, a business. But I just didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, when you have that feeling that, you know, you want something else, but you don't know what it is. And I'd never had that before in my life. I'd always had a plan as you know from all the things i've done there's there's always been a plan and one day and you can see this on the reel on my um instagram grid that i posted i don't know when this will go out but it talks it shows you the little journey i just saw a video one day i think it was an ad and it was about someone in their online course and i ended up just on a whim like signing up to this course And then I had to start a Facebook account to get in the group. I didn't even have Facebook. I mean, this wasn't that many years ago. I think it was maybe six-ish years ago. And it was like I'd entered, this is why I say it's like Narnia. I I remember coming in. I was like, what is this secret world that I didn't know about? And it was so exciting. And obviously this was pre pandemic so it wasn't such a well-known thing then and then I ended up hiring a one-to-one coach who worked with Tony Robbins for like 15 years and and then what happened I then still I knew I wanted to help people I've always been in a role where I've been helping people for all my career but I didn't know how that would look and I remember I had three ideal clients it's hilarious one of my friends Larry I think you know we used to laugh because we all had We both had three ideal clients. And I had this really cool idea on my website. There was going to be three different doors. Which one where you go through that door? I mean, it's ridiculous. And then that happened. Lots of people were saying, oh, can you, you know, did you used to work in corporate? Can you do this market research? I'm always like, yeah, I'll help you out. And every time I got on a call with someone, it ended up in me helping them to get their clients And then after this kept happening, I was like, oh, there it is. I just do what I did for my corporate clients with people in this new Narnia world. So it kind of found me. But I love that little story. It's like there was never a real set plan. It was very aligned and very um, in alignment being a projector because I didn't push myself anywhere. It kind of like found me.
0: Yes. I like the three doors
1: thing. It was hilarious. It was going to be like if you're, you know, a, a Fortune 500 or a Footsie 100, you go in this door, and if you uh, are an executive, if you go in this
0: door. <laughs> like oh, oh. Stars in your eyes, like you go in and you come out. as all, you know, razzle dazzled.
1: Razzle dazzled. Well, the, the funniest thing, I, I kid you not, I feel like. I'm so ahead generations ahead of ideas but I, they just never end up happening at the time my one of my first business concepts was I was thinking of this yesterday if you can believe it it was 25 years ago and the idea in essence was the equivalent today of a online membership coaching platform where you help people with lots of different things. There was we'd got one for it was it was targeting divorced women who had a lot of disposable income and there was a bit for fitness, a bit for beauty, a bit for interior design. Like we had the whole concept. I don't even mm-hmm. think the internet was really a big thing then. I was thinking of it yesterday. I was like, how did I even get this idea back then?
0: Mm-hmm. My memberships were,
1: I think. Yeah, but we registered a website with a friend when I was at uni. And it was, it was called imagineyourlife.com, which, you know, it was like the whole thing was around creating this amazing life. And he helped me do it, but he's got really bad spelling and we spell imagine wrong. I ended up paying for it. And I just think, when I, I was so annoyed when it came through. And I think I had a little like, oh, this is just never going to work because we've even spelt the thing wrong. And then it never happened. But then I look back and I'm like, that was genius. That was absolute genius. Like This was like early 2000s. Crazy.
0: Yeah, I love it.
1: I love the moon too. I know, me too. I feel like it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's all the ideas that you go through. That's the thing with lots of people online, isn't it? Yeah. So, you have serial ideas, lots of great ideas, and then it's finding the thing or, as you said, waiting for the thing to find you. I so see. how did you find growing your audience? How easy was
1: that? Hmm. I I think in the beginning I wasn't even thinking about growing an audience. I just still had my sales hat on. because, You can imagine I came from a, a career where I made sales by building relationships, picking up the phone, like networking in, in big companies. It wasn't about growing an audience. I did used to use LinkedIn then, but it was less for the, you know, content marketing wasn't a thing then. It was it was more relationships behind the scenes. So I think initially I was just thinking about get clients. Um, when it started to happen, when I started to think about that, and I'll tell you what it was. So I'd been getting people really good results from the beginning because I was, you know, I was even good then, even though... I didn't know so much about online marketing from social media, the the sales bit and the strategy bit I was really good at. So I was getting people results behind the scenes. And then I was seeing other people who were always getting tagged in on Facebook. And I remember one day I was like, why am I not always getting tagged in things? Because I'm really good. And actually my clients have done more than that. And then the the penny dropped. And I realized because I'd only been working with like one-to-one clients behind the scenes, No one knew about it. No one else knew about it. So I was like, oh, I need to start working with more people. So that's when I first started doing things like memberships and online programs. And it was never from a point of, I want to grow an audience. I was like, I want people, more people to know how good my work is and, you know, get it out there to the masses. And I think from then it then just became, it it was like the ripple effect. And then obviously I had my Facebook group, which grew really quickly and again, like the concept for my Facebook group in the beginning was totally left field. No one else was doing that concept. But now, years on, you know, so many people co- copied that model that I just then changed it. So I think everything I did was quite innovative and quite different. And then just, I think things just went from there. Just, it was just like mm. a natural a natural flow.
0: You still are. I think you're always, you're interested in lots of things. Mm always looking you're always learning you know when we have our calls so I I still you know work with Jade now on my sales and um helping support me with my business to grow and ideas and stuff and when we get on calls you've you've got bags of ideas for everybody and you've this is what I've seen this is what I'm listening to this is what I'm here like you I don't know the stuff just kind of attracts to your brain and you yeah. it all up where I I can't I like I I read stuff and I I, I would have to physically like take notes or write something down for it to stick. And then I'm not really sure if if it's right for me or whatever. I don't I'm not as intuitive. I don't feel stuff the same way that you do. And I think if you can do that, that's how online works really well. If you can allow yourself to listen and use your intuition and not follow the crowd and not watch what everybody else is doing, because you can get swallowed up in all that.
1: Totally. And I mean, for me, I love it. I love learning. That's why I've had so many different careers and got so many different qualifications and things. Um, And then there's another one brewing. I'm not going to share it with you yet, but you'll be one of the first few people to find out. Um, And I think you're right about the like your intuition. And this is a big part of what I the work that I do with my clients, which obviously you'll know is around. Yes, there's set strategies. I can say this is most likely to help you have a six figure launch because I've done it so many times. I can do it standing on my head. But and I always say, does it bring you joy? Does it excite you? Like I always help my clients to lean into what feels good for them, because that's when your energy is going to be the most Magnetizing and illuminous to your audience, and if you are just you know, stand up, sit down, breathe in, breathe out type thing, you just start sounding like everyone else. And this is the issue now online, and why so many people I know. Uh, focusing on on growing an audience but then not making the sales to go with it because they all sound like each other and it's, it's dull, it's boring and it's just hearing everyone say my five tips to X, Y and Z and it's like you go on YouTube and you can see hundreds of people saying the mm-hmm. same thing So it is, I would encourage anyone listening to like, yes, it is good to have a framework or, you know, some direction that is is most likely to work. But if you don't enjoy it and there's something, your intuition's giving you a big fat, this is not right for me, no strategy is going to work for you. Even something that I would tell you, I always say, if it doesn't feel exciting, don't do it. Let's find another option.
0: Yeah, I've heard that from you a lot. And I agree. It's not always easy to do that sometimes it it feels easier to follow what you think other people are doing and it's not always the, the easy thing so um what kind of online sales processes do you favor or do you think that somebody starting out should give a go
1: so if someone is just starting out the, the first thing I would say is where I see most people go wrong is that they see the sales piece as something that is like the last thing for them to do. It's like in their head, they think, Oh, first of all, I need a website and then I need a photo shoot and then I need a Facebook group and then I need a funnel and then I need all of this stuff. So we're like, they, they work backwards where actually the first thing you need to think about is the sales. Um, But I think a lot of people can think about sales is just the bit where you're taking the money. Like that's just the transaction that happens in the middle. But then you obviously have the sales from there, which is helping your clients get awesome results. But if you're not really clear on what that, financial transactions going to be for then none of the other stuff is going to be correct so good example and this is a mistake I made in the early days if you are just starting out and you're spending money on people doing things like writing your copy or or putting stuff on your website that is a waste of money and a waste of time because until you've actually helped people with real problems you don't really know who you're helping and how you're helping them so I like my best tip for anyone would be don't worry about anything else, just go out there, find people that have problems that you can solve, solve those problems, get really good at that and then start sharing about that before anything else but but too many people they wait until they're two or three years in until they start to do that but what happens then, and I've seen this happen with so many people, because they've left it so long and they've they've wasted so much time and energy and money, sometimes what I call the fluff, doing all the courses, learning all that, the random things, and they've got lead magnets and websites and Facebook groups and photo shoots and all this stuff, but they don't know how to actually get anyone to give them any money. As the time's gone on and they've invested a lot of time, money and energy, their confidence every time. It goes down and down and down and they start losing their belief in themselves, in their prices, in their offers, in the fact that they can even make it work because we're bombarded every day by six figures, seven figures, eight figures, multi-million this, like it's every week it gets bigger and bigger and you feel like, oh, I'm never going to get there. So then what happens, any marketing they do do comes from this energetic place of, I don't even believe in what I'm doing because no one's really listened to me for all this time and I've done all these courses and all this stuff and then it's like you're going to repel any clients and anyone they do attract is on a similar wavelength, so then they're having lots of conversations with other people who are really insecure, not really making any money, hesitant about spending. And it's just like this spiral. So, if if you are new and you are listening to this, honestly, just go out and help people. Don't worry about any of the fancy stuff. You just need a PayPal link and a, a microphone. You don't even need a microphone and a phone. You don't even need a laptop. You need a PayPal link and a phone, and you are good to go. Just help people solve problems.
0: Yeah. And I've heard you say that to people and through, you know, I'll say groups that I was in with you and, and, and through the pandemic and things like that, people whose businesses were crumbling and who, you know, you would just literally like just find the people you can help. Where are they? They don't have to be online. They could literally be in your village shop. If if there's somebody there that needs help and you've got a thing that you can help them, then why would you not just offer to help them? And as you say, a, you know, phone and a PayPal link and um, sh- having that confidence, is really important it's something similar to mine with Facebook groups that if if people can't get their Facebook group working for them they feel it's a reflection on them and their ability to run a business well it's not Mm -hmm. you not get your Facebook group working very well because you know you didn't focus on it you didn't learn the stuff you didn't have time for it it was just a sideline whatever the reason is it doesn't reflect that you're bad at your job or that you can't help people and you're right you don't get that sales bit right if you don't interact with people and find how you can do that with confidence it really doesn't matter
1: about all of the other stuff totally and it would be the same with a Facebook group you know if people I think people use all of these things as an excuse mm-hmm. request to learn and request a plan they'll start a Facebook group and it'll be like well I can't sell in there yet until I've got this many people or until I've got all these nice graphics or until it's there's always something else it's like no if you've If you've opened the group and there's five people in there, you can start helping people. Like you don't need. I think a lot of it comes from an insecurity because we attach we attach things like a fancy website or a big Facebook group or an award or that how many followers. I think we can attach them as when I've got this, people will look at me as an expert. I -hmm. can let you know that even when you've got lots of followers, you've you know, been to Necker Island and hung out with Richard Branson or you've won awards or, and you know, hit the big milestones, helped people make millions. I've done all of that stuff. It doesn't do the job of the selling for me. I can't just turn up and say, I've got all of these things and then people buy my stuff. Even like, I think people that I know who are got multi-million turnover businesses who have got best-selling books and they've been on all the stages, even they still have to, do the stuff that we all do there's never a thing that you get where it's like oh you're now an expert people just buy your stuff so anything that you're feeling like you need that's going to make it all easier it will never make it easier we all have to show up. We all have to do our marketing. We, you know, when you get bigger, you might have to have sales teams or funnels or ads that help you do all of the stuff in the background. There is no one, unless you are Oprah, you can't just walk up and say, hey. And even Oprah, when she's promoting her stuff, they go for it. You know, like the, she's yeah. doing, doing the rounds, doing all the interviews. You don't think that they do those TV interviews out for fun. They do it because the company that's working for them is pimping them out saying, you got to go on this show, this show. They don't like to be doing it. I know I've got friends who have book deals who have to go and do all of that stuff and they can't bear it. But it's what they have to do to shift their books. So none of these labels that are going to give you that credibility thing. They're not going to bypass the work. You've still got to do the work. But I think a lot of people in the early days, they think no one's going to take me seriously without that stuff. You can have that stuff and people will still be buying from other people. So yeah. just oh, go for it. Not sure
0: what to do So do the selling bit. So they do all of those other things in the place of to seem really busy. Yes. And, and actually you are probably wasting your time because if there's you know, anything that I've learned from you know the work with you is is that that kind of stuff evolves, and your messaging and and things like that evolve. So what you spend ages on doing your website and all of that kind of stuff, maybe six months in, when you actually do start talking to people and doing the selling, it could already be obsolete or wrong or just yeah, really what you should have been doing. So yeah, um we, yeah. we talked before. You said you'd you had a community, mm. you had a business.
1: Yes. So this was still when I was in my corporate job, I decided one night I got, I I got to whatever age it was, I think I'd hit her 30. And I suddenly realized all of my single friends, uh, either not like all of my friends sorry are either not you know married with kids now or if they're single they live really far away and I don't have that many people to go out with regularly you know like I used to like going out and I was like oh what and then my uh, director David who you know had introduced me to the website meetup.com and I'd been to a meetup for Spanish it was a Spanish speaking thing and I was like, I'm just, I've just got an idea. I'm just going to do this little, it was not an advert, but it was basically, you know, like copy. And I was like, I've, I've had this like concept for this group. So obviously like, it was messaging, talking to my ideal client. Do you feel, you know, are you like me? You've got to your 30s or whatever age, your 20s, and you suddenly, feel like all of your friends are married with kids or live far away, have emigrated, and you'd like some people to hang out with. Is that if that's you, like let me know. And I woke up in the morning to like over a hundred requests to join this group. I was like, maybe this is a thing. So this grew to like a massive group. There was thousands in this group in the end. And we used to have regular things. We would go for brunch and dinner and clubs and we even did a a holiday once um yeah I did it for quite a while and it was really good fun but it was my first experience of, of running like an online community um so then obviously when I came online and I no one wanted to do a Facebook group for me it was a, a natural transition but yeah I loved it it was um it was really yeah. fun you are
0: really good at that kind of stuff you are really good at getting people together really good at being yourself but also really good at just talking about bit of anything you know not just solely focusing on the the sales just just being yourself which is is really hard to do it you know it's, it's not something you can teach somebody they have to kind of evolve and grow into it and it's just difficult to to be yourself and show up and I was saying to you before that you know you used to do little late night rants well sometimes they were during the day but they were This, I don't know, three or four years ago, but they were they were fun. You know, they were really fun rants and people used to like them and they weren't about anything online or about being horrible about someone or anything nasty. They were just like, oh, this thing happened to me and it's really annoying me. And it it was it was around you and your life and your experiences, and and people sort of resonated with that, and they loved yeah. them. You would tune in, or they would say, "Oh, we haven't had one of your." Little- I know.
1: If I used to do a post and say, "I feel my ranty pants coming on," I'd have people messaging me saying, "I missed it. If I missed it, yeah, I remember." Yeah. Yeah, because wanted was own agenda and they worked really well. And I I now know, like looking back, how that was a a really good environment for me because my human design, I'm a self-projected projector, which means the way that we make our decisions is through vocalizing something. I just need to verbally speak and then... it gets it out my system which is why i can't hold things in so looking back when i used to just and you know i think i was the first one who ever used to do those walk and talks like i feel there's so many things i've done it's like i made that a trend no one used to do walk and talks you know when you hold your phone just walking around Mm -hmm. everyone was always like sat down at a desk it was always really like professional and i used to just do all these you know like i'd say i'm using you i'm going for a power walk so you can keep me accountable and then like looking back, I think now so many, even like on the Instagram reels, they do the walking, holding the phone. I'm like, I'm sure I started that trend. But what was great about the Facebook group is it was just, I love bringing people together and I love helping people Meet each other and succeed in in life and business. I'm a really good matchmaker, not just for helping people find clients, but collaborations. I've matched people like romantic relationships, and for me, it was it was nice to have a space where I could do that. The caveat is that I say to people, and I think where so many people don't succeed with online communities is, I always say, "Are you a natural host? Would you enjoy hosting a dinner party?" Because if you're not if you know that you hate hosting it's your worst nightmare. What makes you think hosting a facebook group is 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 going to be any different? You need to have people with you that can do those bits because otherwise you can imagine going to a party with someone who's organized a barbecue hates hates having guests is hid upstairs in their bedroom, and people come in I mean everyone will leave, so you need that friend downstairs who's like. Hey everyone, bees in the fridge, you know, burgers on the barbecue, find, you know, find a cushion in the garden, like just dive in, you know, Zoe's upstairs, but she'll be down soon. Like you need a person or people to do that bit, which is, yeah, we we can't all be good at everything. And we just need.
0: Right, because people see or oh, everyone's got a Facebook group and I need a Facebook group to be a success. You don't, you've done it in lots of different ways with or without Facebook groups in other, on other platforms and things like that. And I think you're right. You know, f- you do talk a lot about finding your joy and finding the way you do it, but it's a bit like, like radio shows. Some radio shows exist with just one person and some need a little team of people. Don't know, like the producer mm. in, and they need the little sidekick for it to work. We can't all run them the same way on the same platform And expect to get the same results because we're all just so different and we need to work with that
1: totally we're we're all different and that is why no one client has ever been given the same strategy method advice because we have different personalities lifestyles experience beliefs um strengths weaknesses like this human design there's so many different nuances to us we're so multi-laid as humans Why do people think that we can all find success in the same way? We can't. So it's about finding your unique success path. Yes, there are certain things that we can say, you you know, you need to at least cover these. This is like the basics. If you hide away and never show your face, then that's going to make it really hard. But... Here's the different ways you can do it. And that's how that can look. And this is how you could swap this for this. And, but I think there's a lot of people when they start off online, they get their head and they're like, oh, like you said, I have to do it like that person. Stand up, sit down, breathe in, breathe out. And they're like, where's the clients and where's the money?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not repeat. Yeah, process is it? It's not something you can just teach. So, um, well, well, thank you, Jade. Um, If anybody wants to find you for more about Sales training or kind of messaging. Uh, where is the best place for them to find you?
1: Best place is my Instagram, which is at Freedom Zest, and my website is the same name, Freedom Zest. So, um, if you found me from this show, come and say hello. And Zoe, can I ask? Because I Lots always of- forget to do this. Let's let's do a photo before I forget. Every time I'm on a podcast, I always forget, and I I was like, I'm not going to forget this time. Ah, oh, that was so fun smiling thank you
0: great. so thank you so much and yeah i'll put the notes to where you can find jade but yeah freedom zest look her up on instagram uh lots of fun and mermaids and uh thank you for listening
1: thanks for having me